Good day and welcome to the Microfocus Cyber Resilience Episode 2 of our six-part series. And today we are joined by Ramses Gallego from Barcelona, one of the most beautiful cities in the world. If you haven't been there, do yourself a favor and go. It is magnificent. <laughs> Ramses, you've got lots of experience in this space. You've been working at Microfocus. You've been working all over the world. I want to ask you, how did you arrive at this position in cyber res? What brought you here over the years in a summary version? Oh, well, first of all, thank you for having me. It's truly really a pleasure, uh, a privilege to be sharing with you about, about the journey, actually. And I appreciate your question because that's exactly how I crafted my career. You know, I started in sales, but there was a point in time that I wanted to understand how to better protect and defend what make us as society as, as as companies of the world as as communities on the planet i mean that we need to protect and defend what matters most and and of course in this digital epoch in this uh, super technological era that we are living and of course in this post covid let me be positive but post covid times uh, 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 even more i mean people working from afar etc so i arrived into this position with the with the with the will, with the with the passion and commitment and energy of bringing the best out of me in the different dimensions on again protecting, defending, safeguarding, and and, and leveraging the, the amazing technologies that we have in the house, but certainly that will will do good for the again governments, healthcare, education, and retail, telco organizations that are around around the world that we need to to, to protect and defend. Absolutely, yes. Why cybersecurity? Why didn't you go into accounting or into <laughs> uh, acting or, or why this specific discipline? Are you like a conquistador? You enjoy going out there? What, what, what led you to security as a young man? Well, because, uh, because on the many angles and dimensions of the IT arena, you know, about, about understanding networks and cloud and devices and the internet of everything, of the many things that, that, that we have in the, this technological world, again, I think that, that the DNA of, of any company is about protecting and defending. Let me share something with, with our audience today. I think that the DNA of any living organism, at the DNA at the core, is about birth, growth, development, functioning, and then reprodu reproduction, reproducing. So birth, growth, development, functioning. Okay, any living organism, uh, let me, and I guess that everybody would agree that a company, organization, a community, a country uh, uh, is, is a living organism because they want to be born, they want to grow, they want to develop, and they want to function. They don't want to malfunction, they want to function well, and they want to reproduce, right? I'm talking about the for-profit businesses and the non-for-profit businesses. They want to reproduce, make it bigger, larger, wider, stronger, right? Okay. So protecting and defending, safeguarding what matters most, it is critical, it's fundamental for those functions. So any living organism, a part of those thing, thing dimensions, you need to survive, you need to enhance, you need to strengthen your posture with life in the universe, right? And in the digital times, uh, protecting and defending again on 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 cyber security cyber resiliency the capacity to endure the dictionary says that being resilient is the capacity to resist the capacity to resist no matter 
uh, what. So, so I think that's super important. That drove me into, into all of those uh, beautiful dimensions on, on cybersecurity, cyber resiliency, protecting, defending, uh, accountability, and I can go for, for, for days on, one, on this answer, uh, but, uh, but, but back to you. But that's that what drove me, you know, the passion and, and the obsession, if I, can, if I can use this word, but the obsession, the positive obsession, but the obsession of protecting and defending, enhancing the communities where we live, work, and play. Excellent. I really like that. Ramses, when we talk about in the in the, the previous episode, we spoke about being cyber savvy and being tech savvy as executives, we need to know what's going on in security. Uh -huh. We're now talking about resilience. In a nutshell, you've said the capacity to resist no matter what. What does that mean from a business right. context, please? Cyber uh resilience. Well, thank you, Daniel, for the question. That's super relevant because the four verbs that make uh, the cyber resiliency uh, uh, discipline are anticipate, withstand, recover, and evolve. Let me repeat because I think that they are super interesting, especially when you are in the journey from cyber security to cyber resiliency. So security has always been, and it has to be, don't get me wrong, but it still has to be about identifying threats, uh, defending, protecting, safeguarding, of course, of course. And, and we still need uh, to do that. However, when you become a, a resilient company, that means, wow, anticipating threats. I think that anticipating is better than just identifying them mm. because you, mm. the, the movies, I mean, I, we always say uh, at CyberRes, a microfocus line of business, we say that the moment to help is before it happens. If you want to help me, it has to be before it happens. So, mm. so anticipate withstand that's the second one so withstanding you know resisting enduring then the third one is recovering and i think that everybody will understand in this in this covid 19 or post covid 19 time recovering the holy discipline of being back to normal being back to an optimal state so recovering is the third one and last but not least the fourth one is evolving to an extra state to a desired state to the to the first version of ourselves again as communities organizations businesses of the world so so the the, the resiliency aspect the capacity to endure the capacity to resist mm -hmm. brings up a, a wealth of i would say another business angles and technological dimensions yet but business angles we always say business first business first business first okay so anticipate withstand recover and evolve and, and i think that that's that's the universe of, of things within those verbs that complete and complement to my eyes the, the holy discipline of cybersecurity. Again, mm. protecting the network, protecting mm. protecting people, of course, protecting processes, protecting servers and clouds and devices, but anticipate, withstand, recover, and evolve. That's that's what cyber cyber resilience is about. I love that. I love that. And where would you start if you're moving from having a security mindset we've now got a sock in place we've got some technology in place how do we move from just delivering a security a, a, almost a reactive security service to the uh -huh. business to this almost proactive cyber resilient environment that we're talking about another great question and let me let me just start let, let me answer in two layers if i may but first to start with something that everybody should know but, but it's important for the second part of, of, the, of, of my answer, which is every company out there, every company on the planet has three, three lines that they, they need to protect or they have the, 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 they, that they, they're working with. Identities, data, and applications. It's a very simple, not simplistic, yet very simple 
and powerful on the way, uh, uh, on the way a way of seeing uh, how companies are. So, people, data, and then applications that host that data. It is important to note, uh, uh, Daniel, at this time that we believe that we call it data protection, while we in reality means information protection. I mean, different nuggets of data in aggregated fashion they become information, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning, but okay, identity is knowledge and power. Absolutely, that's yes. it. And, and, and then a, a digital profile or a personal profile. So identities, data slash information, if you will, and applications. So that's my first part of the answer in order to get to the second one, which is actually the, the core of your question. Where do we start? Okay, but ha by having full control and visibility on those three aspects, by having full understanding and comprehension about who has access to what, when, and how. Let me say it again. It looks like a song, but it's not. But it's who has access to what, when, and how. And that's it. Because actually, the disciplines of assurance... No, no, or... no you got to stop now. you, you got to stop. <laughs> You're making it so easy. that that. <laughs> how do we get full access and understanding of who's accessing our applications, okay. who's accessing the data? Right. That, is a, right. that, is, that is a song and a fairy song, a, a children's song, or is that reality? <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it's a reality because technology is not the problem these days, Damien. I mean, I mean, the, our audience, the audience need to know that 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 technology is not the problem these days, but the willingness of of asking the right questions to the right people at the right time. Meaning, everybody can know. I mean, which which credentials I am accessing? You know, these these webcasts that we are recording mm -hmm. today. I mean, everybody has to know the rights, the entitlements, the privileges, and the credentials that I have. And as a consequence, depending on my rights, roles, entitlements, and privileges, I should have a certain level of access, depending on my, my, my authority, depending on my role, right? So that's for the identities part. When it comes to data or information, no question asks on it has to be encrypted or tokenized. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we take GDPR or, you know, in South Africa, you have a, a POPI or POPIA, mm -hmm. you know, the Protection mm -hmm. of Privacy Information. It's written in the law. Mm -hmm. It's written explicitly on the law that it's considered actually a mitigation strategy in a court of law in front of your honor. Even if uh, data or information is encrypted or tokenized, it's considered a mitigation strategy. So the second uh, angle that I mentioned, identities, data. Mm -hmm. Okay. So protect and defend by encrypting, by tokenizing, by hiding secrets. Because the name secrets means that you create a secret and you want to you keep it secret, right? Yes. So that's that's protecting data. And, and last but not least, applications. In my opinion, unfortunately for applications, applications that in this cloud epoch, they go back and forth into the cloud. I mean, applications host that data and that information that I was mentioning. So let me, let me challenge our audience today. How... How robust and solid, uh, how hardened are the applications? Unfortunately, we are talking about applications that have been written either yesterday or they have been written, I don't know, years ago. I mean, are they weak? The code, I mean, not just the vulnerabilities on the network, Daniel, but I'm talking about, and I'll go back to you, by the way, I can talk, I can talk uh, for ages on, on, the, on this question, but how, how, how robust are they from a code point of view? I mean, do they have holes and vulnerabilities within the code? So identities, data, and applications would be my long answer to your uh, fantastic question. I, I love that. I love that. You know, we've got customers that are still running mainframes and those, those, those systems churn through big numbers and they're reliable. 
But Absolutely. when you have a look at it from a resiliency perspective, it's not actually the mainframe. It's what's going into the mainframe and pulling information out, uh, which is quite a scary thing. How, how do customers then get it right? Uh, I mean, what is the role of partners and vendors in establishing this resiliency roadmap? Or do okay. we do it all ourselves? No, actually, quite on the contrary. The, the word, and we at CyberRes, a microfocus line of business, the word partner, we, we write it. We write it in capitals because partnering means partnering. I mean, building a bridge that we both, we vendors and, and, and then partners, we need to cross together for the, for the greater good. I mean, for the benefit of customers and organizations. Again, I was telling you about the different different uh, lines of work, retail, healthcare, uh, education, uh, telco, etc. Meaning partners, they have the expertise, partners, they have the drive, they have the people sometimes they are closer usually you know in a, in a regular ecosystem they are closer you know to, 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 the, to the telco to the hospital to the government okay so using the right technology plus the right people plus the right knowledge and then of course i'm assuming the commitment and the energy and the willingness to to protect and defend that we were talking some minutes ago that's the equation of success as i see you asked me some minutes ago about what took me here, right, into cybersecurity and that journey. That's exactly the equation of success on the right technology being used by the right people and the channel and partners are fundamental on the equation of success. And then, of course, people drive knowledge and, and then and then we will protecting. And, and, and let me let me bring another angle, if I may, Daniel, mm. protecting against protecting against people, unfortunately. I mean, cyber criminals, they are not machines. Well, yes, they use algorithms and they use machine learning to attack. But at the end of the day, the bad guys Yes, those guys that we usually represent with a hoodie, you know, in a in a basement or you know, well, but they're people as well. So, people against people using the right technology against yes, yeah. the technology they use in order to attack and, and to create harm, right? But it's it's a battle. I don't I don't I'm a pacifist, so I don't we don't like the, the idea of war, but in reality that's that's what we're talking about here, you know, people against people using the right technology in the attack vector, unfortunately. I mean, the defend vector, then yeah. that's where we are, the resiliency uh, aspect of, of life, yes. Ramses, give me three yes. tips to choosing the right partner for my organization that you would look at. Right, so the first one is, is that, in my opinion, how holistic is their vision? Holistic means how wide is their vision? With all due respect, I would certainly appreciate in life, not just in my technology uh, 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 approach, but in life, I would appreciate someone that can help me on a on a variety of dimensions meaning how holistic is their vision and mission purpose and promise let me say it again because this is super cool i guess so having a, a vision and a mission is great I, I appreciate it you know my partners in life you know the bands i am dealing with as a, as a human being as a father you know or the, the school that my kids go i mean i appreciate their vision and mission but i i appreciate purpose and promise and in these digital times having having not just the right technology uh, but the purpose and the promise mm. a second second thing is again the wider of the vision i said identities data and applications so someone who can look me into the eyes as i'm looking straight into the camera now and 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 we, we can have a conversation about roles entanglements uh, control visibility assurance effectiveness efficiency credentials uh, i mean all those sort of things i mean we, we're talking about an ecosystem because ecosystems allows us to be systematic and systemic 
I would appreciate a partner that, that can drive me into being effective and efficient and to be systematic and systemic, right? And then uh, if I may, if I, my third tip, I would say, and, and you mentioned uh, me being from Barcelona and born and raised in this beautiful sunny, sunny city here in the Mediterranean coast. Well, let me, let me close my third tip with a quote from Antonio Gaudí. Antonio Gaudí, the architect of the city, you know, I mean, with beautiful landmarks, including Sagrada Familia, you know, or the whole Sagrada family, Familia the people, in right? right? So he was obsessed. Very few, very few people know that, but he was obsessed. Anything. He was a magician, you know, but he was obsessed with security, with security. And he left us with an interesting quote. And going back to nature, going back to the origin, going back to the beginning. So being a, a, a Barcelona born, I think that the, the, one of the quotes from Mr. Gaudí fits very well as my third tip, which is, if you want to be original, originality consists in returning to the origin, in returning to the origin. And you know, 15 minutes ago, I was mentioning the DNA, right? In this beautiful conversation with you about the DNA and being being born and, and develop and function and or on growth. So if you want to be original in cybersecurity, in cyber resiliency, going back to the origin, originality consists in going back to the origin and the origin, protection, defense, anticipate, withstand, recover and evolve. That's, that's my that. I love coming back to that. <laughs> I think I've got my snippet for this podcast. Um, as an aside, Ramses, how do you explain to your mother what you do for companies? Well, I I think that what I what I try to when, when I when I go to schools and you know I do a lot of you know uh, as the skies are open again it looks like you know I'm traveling I'm going back to traveling and, and going above the clouds. I usually say that I work in a company, whereas a micro focus line of business that has in my opinion, the greatest technology on the planet in order to protect and defend uh, companies are, are the societies that we live in. I mean, we, we, we go against cyber criminals. We try to, to get the bad guys, but not from a police enforcement, uh, enforcement uh, uh, way, but from a technological way in order to understand their next move, to anticipate, to withstand, to recover and to evolve. That's that's what I do for a living. Have you got that as a tattoo on your arm? I really well, I, I, can, I can show it to you. you no, 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 no. <laughs> it's a family podcast. <laughs> if, I'm going to ask you two more off piece questions. All right, um, let's go. Yeah. Where do you self educate? Because you can't only be micro focus focused. So where do you suggest what are your your areas where we can learn more about cyber resilience? and can stay ahead of the game and and become an expert like you uh-huh well thank you for thank you for the comment but i mean there are there are there are a universe of information around you mentioned Any partners podcast uh, book or exactly there are there are there are podcasts uh, available as uh, on cybersecurity and cyber resiliency there are very good white papers each country each country out there has their own you know Data Protection Authority in, in, in their own language, you know, in, in Spanish in my case, but certainly in English in, in your case. But so the authorities of each country, the Data Protection Authorities, they have very good, free, of course, read it, uh, uh, easy to read uh, uh, white papers on protection, on privacy, the holy discipline of privacy, governance. Uh, so so the governance of the enterprise IT. So, so the authorities of each country are good. The partners that you mentioned, and I'm, I'm talking about, I'm thinking about consultancies around, and I'm not going to mention anyone, but all of them, because they produce very good deliverables. 
And last but not least, organizations, non-for-profit organizations, as ISACA, for instance, you know, I've been international vice president at the board of directors worldwide of ISACA, mm -hmm. or IS, ISC2 Square, and there are many, the SANS Institute. So I would I, I would play in three in three layers in here, you know, government and, 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 and the data protection authorities of each country, then consultancies, partners, the channel, they produce very good deliverables out there for free. And last but not least, non-for-profit associations that actually they have uh, task forces and teams uh, of people of an army of people writing and developing things again remember against the bad guys so the bad guys are organized well we're the good guys i'm, I'm on, the, on the good side so uh, we need to be organized as well and then produce material for 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 those people to to read that that, that you were mentioning yeah absolutely mm -hmm. ramses that's amazing it, what do you think is the most common misconception about cyber resilience what do you think people get wrong <laughs> well uh, if i may answer this with a with a with a with a quote and then i will i will explain or i will elaborate daniel the concept of security is not insecurity but complacency complacency thinking that we are not a target come on really thinking that i mean who's interested in my information even the people that you were mentioning, even families, I mean, who's interested in my information? I'm not a great corporation, I'm not a company. Well, but you have a credit card and you have information that is super relevant and valuable out there in order to be sold, you know? So, so complacency is an enemy of security. And another thing is that, which actually is a second derivative of that, which is there's nothing worse that the false sense of security, thinking mm. that oh, I'm good, I'm good. Mm. Hey, don't worry, Ramses, I'm I'm okay with the with the with the tools and the things that I have deployed. You know, I think that I'm well covered. Mm. So, really? oh, wow, I enjoy so? that. <laughs> I, I, am I allowed to credit this to you? The concept of security is not insecurity; it's complacency. Is that a uh -huh. Ramses Gallego <laughs> quote? Well, or? Well, well, it's mine. It's the the, the 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 contrary. I said the concept. Well, the concept fits, but I, I, what I meant is not only the concept, but the contrary yes. of, of security is yes. not insecurity. It's give you a thing. Okay, that's the antonym. You know, that's yes. the opposite. Yes. No, the opposite of security is not just insecurity. It's thinking that I am not a target. I am not interested, interesting for anyone because cyber criminals. And I'm looking straight into the camera when I'm saying this. They are after you, and they are after your credit. Uh, 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 credit cards that you put in, in the stores and the, and the things that you buy and there are tax like they are called man in the middle tax and they put as the name implies it right in the middle because they want your information because at the end of the day that means money some way or the other your money or they sell the information to another party and they are getting paid so cyber crime i have a I have an article daniel if i may say so out there in the internet that it's type the title is super explicit cyber crime is crime period we call it cyber because it happens to be digital, you know, on the waves or on the cables. And but cyber crime is crime. We're talking about money and getting getting uh, uh, societies at a hold, you know, as stopping and harming societies. And that that's what we do for a living. And and hopefully this this conversation that we're having is is in the right direction into enhancing and strengthening our security posture as a as a as a as a community. I mean, as a as a region of the world. So if we are talking to our cyber, if we're talking to our microfocus colleagues who are listening mm -hmm. to this episode around ECMEA, what one thing do you want them to remember about cyber resilience in the cyber res area? 
that, that there's a shift in perception, David. That, that the shift in perception has already started. The journey from cybersecurity to cyber resiliency, the four verbs that I mentioned before, anticipate, withstand, recover, and evolve, that I think that they are visually within in, in this COVID-19 mm -hmm. times, recover, withstanding as societies of the world we have been withstanding for what? I mean, 18 months, 20 months, you know? So recovering and then evolving because I mean, the show must go on. I mean, mm -hmm. we, 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 we still need to go to schools and go to hospitals and, and fly again and the business. So anticipate threats, withstand attacks, recover from breaches if they happen. And if they happen, which is a tragedy, evolve. I mean, lessons learned, you know, learn from your mistakes and then enhance and strengthen your security posture. Protect what matters most, identities, data and applications, Daniel. Oh, I like how you keep coming back and keep the foundation. <laughs> you just keep the foundation very clear for us and very solid, which gives us a, a, a sense of relief that there isn't chaos that's happening. We can't manage chaos in a security environment. <laughs> that's if, you, if, if, if you had to think about pre-COVID to the world that we're in now and anticipating where we are going to with the relaxation and and the world getting into its rhythm again mm -hmm. what do you think are the biggest changes you've seen from a security area and what are still coming from a security perspective well i honestly think that we will never go back to that previous life in in, in, yes. in size and in volume yes okay <laughs> But, but we are living in hybrid times. And if I may use a very interesting, very visual again, concept, which is the liquid life. I mean, we are living liquid life, you know, liquid society. People, some people will never go back to their regular offices for, for greater or, or for the good or bad, but, but they will never be back. But they still need the right access to the right applications in order to, to do a professional job. So we, we, are, we are, some people call it hybrid life. I call it the, the, the liquid time. So the liquid, the liquid life that we are living. And that's important again for societies, for governments, for, for, for organizations. We need to adapt and adopt. We need to embrace change. So change, and if I may, if I may say this into this answer, Daniel, with your permission, well, change is a constant, isn't it? What a beautiful paradox. It is, it is constant that everything changes. I and mean, COVID-19 showed something about the many uh, uh, tragedies that, that, that COVID-19 showed, unfortunately. One is that change is a constant. It is constant that everything will change. So liquid, the liquid life, the liquid times that we are living, some people working, you know, three days from home, two in the office or four, one, or never in the office, but always, always connected, you know, through our, you know, devices, etc. So, so I think that's important, and that idea of liquidness or liquidity, I think that's important, especially given the technology uh, uh, tools and weapons that we have at, at at our reach. Yeah. You you bring me into thinking of one of the greatest teachers I know, which was Bruce Lee, which is Ooh. saying, "Be like water, which moves." Oh, that's correct. The obstacles, doesn't he? Uh, absolutely. Adapt yeah. and adopt. Adapt and adopt the best practices, but you know, be flexible because because I mean that that what this life requires. I think, David. Yeah, Ramses, when you write your book, what <laughs> would it be about from a cyber resilience perspective? What would the chapter be about on cyber resilience? Uh, I think that I would uh, title it. I don't know. Let me let me improvise. But the future of now, the future, the future present. You know a future that is so present, a future that is about right now, 
a future that is about change and change and change. And, 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 as I, and as I think of change, I always think about the three Ds of change. The three Ds of change, the velocity, the variety, and the volume of change. The future of now, the future that is happening as you and I are speaking today and, and, and our uh, beautiful audience is, is listening to this, to this uh, conversation, right? Something is happening around the world. I mean, a new, new development in the, in, the, in the internet of everything, you know? New approaches, new technologies, new clouds. New... So future of now and change as a constant, I think that that would be a beautiful, catchy titles of, of, of the book or at least a chapter. I would read that chapter. I would definitely, I don't really read um, um, workbooks, so, um, but I would definitely read that chapter. So you've been um, um, in CyberRes and, and with MicroFocus for a while now, so you probably know a little bit about what's coming up. What is the most exciting technical development or release that's coming out of MicroFocus in the next six months? Maybe you can give us an early view of something we don't know about. Well, let me let me again let me let me answer in two layers. One, and we are doing it now, but it's going to be even even more massive. Is the use of unsupervised machine learning. So machine learning is a subdiscipline of artificial intelligence. When people say that we use artificial intelligence, da da da. Well, what we really mean is a subset of artificial intelligence is called machine learning. And of the four types of machine learning. One, it's called unsupervised machine learning. Well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you and, and the audience, of course, it's unsupervised machine learning learns by observation, meaning supervised machine learning learns by example. You need to train supervised machine learning. Someone has to be on top of the algorithm to train the algorithm, etc. However, unsupervised machine learning learns by observing what's happening and when you have an algorithm that works 24 by 7 they don't need to rest they don't need to sleep they don't require a, a salary increase they don't get upset with no one learning by observing patterns of behavior i mean they are great in order to detect anomalies to detect fraud to detect you know abnormal things happening so the use the intensive and extensive use of unsupervised machine learning I think that's super cool. The second one, and, and we at CyberRes, a micro-focus line of business, we want to be launching things very cool on not just threat hunting. I like the idea of hunting for threats, yeah. but threat intelligence, a gathering, a, a, a galaxy or a constellation of services, a platform around not just, remember, identifying threats, but anticipating threats. So why? Because we collect, you know, a lot of intelligence on threats and 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 and, and uh, happening around the planet yeah. and the most yeah. important thing that you can tailor them precise per industry per region of the world so things that really matter and have an impact to the societies and companies that will work and uh, live and play right so so those two get me really 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 excited on unsupervised machine learning and then threat hunting threat detection threat intelligence those two are super super interesting Amazing. I, I, I want to know if there's a POC that's running and want to see that because this unsupervised machine learning, I am a total fan of robotics and uh, I am I can't wait for it to make a bigger impact great. in the industry and you seem to be on that way. Now yeah. you have a real job and we are coming to the end of this year. What is your focus for the next calendar quarter? So leading up to Navidad, to Christmas and, and the rest. <laughs> well, 
Well, of course, we have a job to do, as as I've been saying, for those minutes on protecting, defending, and enhancing the security posture of of, of our companies, right? And and, and the customers we we serve, right? But it's important to gain even more visibility for the line of business, which is the soul that we gave it. I mean, the name of of, of the department is Cyber Rest, from Cyber Resiliency, of course. A micro-focus line of business. I mean, micro-focus is a huge company. It's the seventh uh, uh, largest uh, pure software player on the planet, you know, but wow. within that universe of fantastic solutions, we decided that cyber resiliency deserved its own soul, its own DNA, its own, again, profit and loss. So this is this is why we are uh, we are positively obsessed of even gaining more visibility, even even enhancing, you know, how how people understand that the journey that I have been talking, you know, for those past minutes, you know, cybersecurity is great. Keep doing that. I mean, Networks, cloud, devices, endpoint Sorry, protection. Yeah, you're, you're avoiding me. What are you okay. doing? What okay, are Ramsey's doing for that? Okay. All right. We know Microfocus. We okay, know okay, okay. Sorry, doing. sorry for that then. Okay, okay. I apologize. Okay. Me. Well, me. if I may say. We're interested I mean, in you. Okay. So I'm going to be running my second marathon in one week. So probably when most people hear this, I, ha- I have already run them. The London Marathon I ran yesterday, the Madrid Marathon, I, ca- I have the medal with me. So if you want it, uh, I can show it to, to camera. But in seven days from now, actually this Sunday, I'm going to be running the London Marathon. So to your question, I'm, I'm, I'm a father, you know, so family first, work first, hobbies, in my case, a sport and long distance running and trail running and extreme, you know, uh, let's say distances. That's my thing. So I always say uh, family first, work first, and then hobbies first. So so it's a, like a, everything's but well, that's me, you know, that's the energy I have, you know, family is first, but work is first. And then my hobbies, which is running and, and long distance, uh, extreme, extreme adventures. We need to bottle that energy that you have, Ramsey. <laughs> we need to sell that at the store, buddy. Anytime, um, anytime. <laughs> and uh, next time you're in South Africa, please join me. Um, I am very much into ultra running as well. My, my and, pleasure. Uh, okay. If you can come in, in November to, to Cape Town, yep. you can look up ultra trail Cape Town, which is a hundred wow. days in the mountain. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Right. All right. It's beautiful. Noted. And Noted. I would love All to right. host you for that. We'll get, we'll ask Alison from, uh, from Microfocus to pay, pay for your entry. Okay. Oh, that, that would be great. That would be great. Anytime, anytime. I'm writing it down right now, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, I think we it's should. It's already on my calendar. It's exactly. on my calendar. Exactly. 27th November, we can have a beer. And then that my last great. question for you. We are going sure. to have audience members who are not CyberRes customers. They're not MicroFocus customers. They are just listening in here and want to know about cyber resilience. Uh-huh. What advice do you have for them to practically stay ahead of the game and to take security from security to cyber resilience, understanding, anticipate, withstand, recover, and evolve <coughs> as the foundation. Well, absolutely. Uh, first, understand the data lifecycle management of the company. Your data goes back and forth. The data is alive. You know, information about your supply chain, your providers, your customers, your employees. I mean. Data is, is alive. I mean, data is emotion as it moves back and forth the cloud. Data is at rest in your data center, in your devices, you know. Data is in use when it's being actually typed. So data is alive. 
And I'm inviting our, our audience today to understand the structured data. I mean, the data that you know that you know, <laughs> but it's also the unstructured data. It's the data, unfortunately, that you don't know that you don't know. And it exists. It exists in the, in the, in the, in the formats of PowerPoints, of Word documents, of text having been sent through another you know, cloud service, you know, Dropbox, Box, Slack, Workday, uh, iCloud, Twitter. So understand how data moves back and forth, ask the right question to the right people at the right time, read the law or understand the law, you know, in your case in South Africa, Protection of Privacy Information Act, that is super explicit, explicit on understanding the life of data, you know? And of course, as you were mentioning uh, before, use the channel use partners they know they know they excel on providing services with the right people at the right time and of course if i may say use the right technology and for that i'm raising my hand as cyber rest i like a focus line of business but but that's my advice i mean understand Knowledge. i mean i mean i mean Knowledge. otherwise otherwise that's that's uh, you know and, and and i apologize for the strong word but that's negligency meaning i mean if, if, if you start saying no i don't care no, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to know about that. Come on, because cyber criminals are are next door. I mean, cyber criminals are at three clicks of distance. And while someone would say, no, I'm not interested. No, who's 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 interested on my data? They are and they are at three clicks of distance. Protect identities, protect data and protect applications. That would be my advice. I've taken it as cyber criminals are three clicks away. If you don't mind, I just change. Absolutely, it. all yours, all, all yours, absolutely. Anytime. Ramses, Gallego, you <laughs> have been an absolute joy. You have been a ray of sunshine on this Monday <laughs> afternoon. I wish you all the best for London. Um, and thank, <laughs> thank you, you very much for giving us some time from the Microfocus uh, podcast. I think you have just increased the momentum cyber <laughs> resilience is somewhere we have to go to we have to work our customers to and if we've got access to people like yourself we can certainly advise our customers and our companies in the right way ramses you are on linkedin i've seen that um for yep. all of our audience members hook up with ramses he shares some amazing insights and amazing um, um viewpoints and is really well tucked into this industry and into um, Microfocus, please reach out and uh, increase his um, um, awareness of you and where you are, and he can mm -hmm. direct you in the right place in Microfocus Cyber Resilience for who to chat to. From my side, Daniel Robus, I am going to end this podcast by saying, wow, that was like sipping from a fire hydrant. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Ramses. Have a lovely afternoon. Same for you. Thank you for having me. It was a, it was a privilege. Anytime you know where to find me. And thanks. Thanks, everyone, for listening. It, was, it has been a pleasure. Thank you very much.